Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. I'm your host, Ben James. Uh, we're just here with a little extra bonus podcast for you. We're here at Roland Garros, World Rugby's media centre during the World Cup, where about an hour or so ago, Warren Gatland named his team to face Australia in their crucial World Cup match on Sunday in Lyon. After that press conference, we got to sit down with Wales back row Aaron Wainwright for a few minutes, where we spoke about the Australia game, the mood in camp, just what committees he's on, his sort of journey over the last four years since his World Cup debut in Japan, and more importantly, just who is picking the music in terms of Wales camp and their training sessions. Hopefully you enjoy it, it's a short little listen, and we'll crack straight on with it. Aaron, um... Two weeks into the World Cup, just how you, how you finding the second tournament? What's it been like in camp? Uh, good. Um, I think probably the the main difference I found from compared to the last World Cup is obviously how close it is to home, um, and things being a lot easier. Obviously, getting family and friends out, um, so it's nice to go and see them on on a bit of downtime because because when you're in training and obviously the games are being played, it's it's quite intense and and rightly so. Um, but yeah, mood mood in camp at the moment's good. Um, boys are feeling feeling ready to go on the weekend. Had a couple of sharp sessions this week, so looking forward to getting st- stuck in on the weekend now. Because it, it feels like it just feels very relaxed around camp. I mean, Versailles seems like the perfect base. It's a bit not sleepy, but it, it's quiet, isn't it? And you yeah, know, <laughs> see see you in Nice and um, in Bordeaux, going around on scooters and, yeah. and and the mopeds. They were so Bordeaux. Bordeaux and Nice were a little bit busier, so I think it's it's quite nice. Just so we've gone gone out to Bordeaux, uh, then to Nice, and then come back here. So it's it's quite nice to get not get away from from how busy it is. Like I love being in and amongst the fans, but obviously when you're getting ready and prepping for a game, it's nice to just be able to to chill out and, f- and focus on the training side of things. Um, but yeah, it's been nice just to to pop out for a coffee and a bit of food with some of the boys, and I think that brings us closer together as a group. Um, and I'm sure when we when we get to Leon, floods of, of fans will be there, which is exactly what you want building up and going into the game and being able to see all the red jerseys um, out and about in, in the town and the cities and stuff is great. Because it's such a cliche, but I suppose you know even in Nice early in this year in the Six Nations, that was fantastic to get away given what happened in the Six Nations beforehand four years ago. I mean, it was quite a sort of bumpy World Cup the first couple of weeks. Um, but it has it has been smooth sailing. It just feels like the boys are, are loving it. I mean, what, what committees are you on? So I'm originally I was on the music and entertainments committee, but there's uh, Josh Adams and Tame Basham are like the two big characters on on the music committee. So when we have forwards, Jim. Um, Tane will be in charge of that but I think the boys are getting a bit fed up of his his music at the moment so he might be on the way out um, and then Josh Adams does, does the music uh, does the music when the back's in the gym um, and then also entertainments commi- committee which has been um, quite hard to do at the moment because obviously some of the boys want to get out and do their own stuff so a lot of the boys just keep themselves entertained for, for the time being which is good So who's in charge of playlists for training in terms of on the paddock training who's, who's oh, taking so charge DJ, of that Darren um, the kit man so he'll be set up ready to go so as we walk into the training pitch he'll have his tunes blasting away so he'll he'll be he'll be in his zone doing his thing um, and then when we get to, to the pitch then um, normally have the music on um, for the warm up, and then after that, has just turned off. But yeah, Darren, Darren Joy's on on the music for the for the training. So he's the one behind David Brent. 
He might, he, in the might, he, might, he might be. I don't know. I don't know if it was him. I don't want to. I don't want to drop him in it. But it could have been him. Um, yeah. It feels like Tom Shanklin's still around camp. If there's David Brent songs, sort well, of. Yeah, I, I don't know. Shock, yeah, shocking choice of music. Yeah. Do you get much input? I mean, there's a lot of Eagles, which I feel like that's Jack coming through. Uh, input in, in into, the, into the playlist. Are you getting uh, much of it? No, even even though I was on the committee, like I'm, so I room with Tane, and he's he's on the on the music committee, so he's he's fully in charge. He doesn't he doesn't like anyone touching touching the music. That's his his little pride and joy. I mean, there's going to be some massive spots up in terms of committee after the World Cup. Yeah. Any news on who's taking over laundry duty when when Dan Bigger goes? No, I haven't heard anything. He's uh, he's been pretty consistent leading up to the world to World Cup with with the laundry. Like when we went away to Switzerland and Turkey, he was on fire. Um, but I think a few items are starting to go astray um, or be left behind in a couple of hotels. So he's he's close to getting a fine at the moment, I, I think. But um, there's no no news on who's going to be taking over from him because he's he's been, he's been doing it for a number of years now. And to be, to be fair, he's, he's normally red hot on it. And obviously it's a massive week, you know, you play in Australia with a quarterfinal place up on the line. I think World Rugby are just saying that it, apparently you can't quite qualify with a with a win. Portugal and Georgia could still do something, but I, I think it's, it, you know, it's, it is virtually there yeah. for the taking, isn't it? What's, what's it been like in camp this week? And what, more importantly, what's Warren made the week like? Because it always feels like these are the sort of weeks where he comes into his own. Yeah, I, I don't think, um, like there hasn't been any any pressure in terms of, um, like we, we need the result to get through, sort of like to get through to the quarterfinals or anything, or or all that sort of chat. It's, it's that we want to go into every game with the confidence that we're going to win each each game as it comes. Um, so obviously the the carrot is there that if if we win, there is a potential for us to to go on into, into the quarters, and and that will be in the back of our minds, no doubt. But I think if we just keep going into each week confident that we're going to win the next game in hand, then that'll put, put us in a good place and. I think if we can do that consistently, then it just builds belief and builds confidence in the team. Because did you watch the the Australia Fiji game? Were you, were you flying that morning? Or? Uh, I think we flew, and then I've seen seen the highlights of it. Um, it was a, a close game, but I think Fiji played incredibly well. Um, and I heard Gat saying um, in, the, in the press conference about how the ball and play time was was different, and that's something that we've been trying to do is have high ball in play and, and, and back how how our fitness and conditioning has been. Um, and when F Australia played, played Fiji, I think they kicked the ball off a little bit more. So um, I, I don't know if that was something that they planned to do. Um, so I think for us, it's just sticking to what we've been doing, our, our principles and, and process of trying to keep the, the ball in play high and back our fitness and, and conditioning. Because you mentioned obviously high ball, ball in play time, particularly in the first half, and that's something that you achieved in in both games so far, did you feel maybe a, as a camp that you've not maybe had the credit you deserve? Obviously, it's ten points from ten, like the perfect start. But. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think before the the tournament started, if you said we'd have been ten from ten from the first two games, then um, everyone would have been delighted with that. And I think to to be in this position now after two weeks is great for us. I think the first game we probably. Didn't have as nowhere near as much of the ball as we would have wanted, but we were very clinical when we had the ball. Um, and then against Portugal, we probably had the ball for a lot longer periods of time, but maybe we're less clinical. So I think if we can just get a balance of keeping hold of the ball for a lot longer um, than we did against Fiji, but being as clinical um, as we were against them, uh, I think that that's something we'll be looking to do on the weekend and hopefully come away with a good performance and a win. 
And then for yourself personally, I mean, it's four years ago since you played Australia at the World Cup for the first time. You're wearing six that day. It's been a strange four years. It's probably been a lot of times when you didn't know if you'd be playing another World in this World Cup, whether you'd be wearing six on, on the yeah. back of your jersey. You know, you, you've gone sort of around the houses a bit. Yeah. How, how does it feel? It's almost come full circle. Yes, but we had been sort of back in a similar similar position, but like I'm delighted to be here. Um, I think I've worked very hard over the, the past um, three or four months and the, the last eight, 18 months um, to be in this position uh, as of a lot, a lot of the team. Um, I said in a in a press conference before just how this time around I've just tried to enjoy it and take in the experience a lot more um, and just realise like what I'm doing and where I am like playing playing for your country in, in, in a World Cup again which maybe a year or two after the 2019 World Cup I didn't think that I'd be doing and um, whether I'm playing six or, or eight um, it, like it doesn't doesn't really matter at the, at the time. Um, as long as I'm I'm involved and I'm playing in a World Cup, it's, it's massive. Like I'm massively proud proud of that, and it's a, it's a great achievement. So, obviously, we've we've got two young co-captains in in Jack and Dewey. I, I think Jack is a massive Eagles fan. I'm pretty sure I've heard him mention that. But are there anything else, maybe that the Welsh public don't know about the pair that uh, that you can divulge on the pod? Um, I don't know. I don't know how much I can say without t- tacking them up. Um, <laughs> In in terms of in terms of how they are uh, off the pitch, um, I think Jack he's, he's a lot quieter um, in terms of uh, being in, in like situations like this or doing press conferences. But off the pitch, he's he's very very fu- like easy to get on with, quite funny, quite quite witty. Um, the same with same with Dowie, really. Like, both very easy to get on, along with, um, well-respected members of the, of the team, and they obviously lead very well um, when when they're in charge, respectively. Um, yeah, I, I get on with them both both very well. Yeah, because they seem to bounce off each other well. Like it's a bit it's a bit of a shame that obviously as co-captains they're not doing press conferences together. Because I feel like that would be quite a sight. yeah. It'd be good. And they obviously both both Welsh both Welsh speaking. Um, both both young, um, very very eager, um, and that's exactly that's exactly what, what you want. And it's I think it's good, it's good for the team that you got boys like that coming through and they're leading um, and they do leading leading so well. Um, so I think it's, it's only a good thing for the team. I think you managed to, to sort of get through that without talking about. You'd have been. I'm trying my hard. I'm trying my hard. not to. You'd yeah. have been in front of the fi- fine scrutiny for that, would, wouldn't I, you? Yeah, I would have been jotted down for a fine, no doubt. Who's racked up the most fines so far? I hear Nick Tompkins has had Nick a, Tom- bit, a yeah. nightmare. Nick Tompkins has had a few. Um, Elliot D's had quite a few as well. Um, there's been a, a, one or two big fines um, flying about. Johnny Johnny Williams had quite a big one. Uh, who else? You you either have like a, a lot of small fines, or like you do something really badly wrong, and you get fined fined quite a lot. Um, but at, at the end of the day, it all goes to, towards a, a good cause at the end of the campaign. So like the more money in, in the kitty, the better. Are you doing sort of things? I remember during like previous Six Nations campaigns, um, you have your little coffee mornings and stuff like that. Is that still? Yes, yeah, so we have we have um, like me- meals out as a as a team, um, but you, we're split into split into different. Um, different groups so there'll be like six 
six different restaurants selected and then there'll be like a, a lucky dip sort of thing and then you get split into six groups and you'll go out with with that with that group for the evening um so one evening for example i, I went out with uh Tulupe, will rodens lee halfpenny um Forsh, defensive coach uh, neil jenkins uh prav head of medical um and else is there um and you just get get a bit of time just to get to know them a little bit better and have have some food um which is quite nice just a bit of time to relax get to know the people that you're in a work environment with um day in day out just a little bit more just a little bit better personally which i th- think is a, uh, quite a good idea um obviously that brings you a bit closer um off the pitch as well so they're the type of things that we have been doing and then on days off and stuff you have boys that are friendly with each other go out and grab a coffee or go out for food with each other when you're in Bordeaux, then I see Liam and Josh went out for something. It was tomahawk steaks. Was that was that one of those lucky dip nights? And did you manage to to get in on that? It, it might it might it might have been, or they might have just planned to go out. Sometimes sometimes <laughs> right. boys just plan to go out by themselves. So you, you, you might you missed out so on that yeah, meal, is what you say. Sometimes it's, it's whether you're lucky enough to get the invite or not. And boys boys will either in Bordeaux they've scooting off by themselves to to go and eat food. So it's but it's whether whether or not you're lucky enough to get an invite. Oh, fantastic! Well, hopefully you uh, you find somewhere in Lyon that's uh, someone will invite me out for food. Hopefully, it's quite nice. <laughs> fantastic. Awesome. Cheers. Thank you.